to send her into the same dizzy spin that had afflicted her as a teenager. Numbed with the horror of what had happened, she was beyond feeling anything but rage at the unfairness of it. Rage at the cruelty of fate. With Josh for being so blind, for refusing to understand, for being so angry with them all. She didn't know what he'd said to Michael. Remembered little of what he'd said to her, beyond begging her to think again. All she could remember was his bloodless face when she told him that it was too late for second thoughts, that she was already pregnant with her sister's child. She would never forget the way he'd lifted a hand in a helpless gesture, let it fall, before taking a step back and opening the front door, climbing into the car waiting to take him back to the airport. The nurse, no doubt used to dealing with shocked relatives, put her arm around her, said something about a cup of tea asked if there was someone she could telephone so that she would not be alone. "'I've called Josh,' Grace said stupidly, as if the woman would understand what that meant. "'He'll come now.' He had to come. Then, realising she still had the phone clutched tightly to her ear, as if she might somehow catch his voice in the ghostly static, she snapped it shut, pushed it into her pocket, and allowed herself to be led back inside the hospital. Josh Kingsley looked up at the majestic sight of Everest, pink in a freezing sunset. He'd come here looking for something, hoping to recapture a time when he and his brother had planned this trip to base camp together. Older, a little wiser, he could see that it had been his big brother's attempt to distract him from his misery at their parents' divorce. It had never happened. Now he was here alone but for the Sherpa porters, drawn to make this pilgrimage, take a few precious days out of a life so crowded by the demands of business that he was never entirely on his own, to find a way to come to terms with what had happened. Now, overcome with a sudden need to talk to him, share this perfect moment, make his peace with the only member of his immediate family he cared about, he peeled off his gloves and took out the blackberry that he'd switched off three days ago. Ignoring the continuous beep that signalled he had messages, work could wait, this wouldn't, he scrolled hurriedly through his numbers. Too hurriedly. The slender black miracle of computer technology slipped through fingers rapidly numbing in the thin atmosphere. And as if he too were frozen, he watched it bounce once, then fly out across a vast chasm, not moving until he heard the faint sound of it shattering a thousand feet below. When he finally looked up, The snow had turned from pink to grey, and as the cold bit deeper, he shivered. Josh would come, but not yet. Not for twenty-four hours at the earliest. Now, numb with shock, incapable of driving, she let the nurse call Toby Makepeace. He was there within minutes, helped her deal with the paperwork before driving her home to Michael and Phoebe's home and their three-month-old baby. I hate to leave you he said. You shouldn't be alone. Elspeth's here, she said, struggling with the simplest words. She stayed with Posy. Then knowing more was required, she forced herself to concentrate. Thank you, Toby. You've been a real friend. I'm here. If you need anything. Help with arrangements. She swallowed, not wanting to think about what lay ahead. 
Josh will be here. Tomorrow or the next day. He'll see to everything. Of course. He left his hand briefly on her arm, then turned and began to walk away. Elspeth, a close friend of Michael and Phoebe, had answered Grace's desperate call and stayed with Posy. Now she said nothing, just hugged her and made her a cup of tea, and then shut herself in Michael's study, taking on the task of calling everyone to let them know what had happened. She even rang Michael's parents, his mother in Japan, his father in France. Grace had never met either of them. Michael and Josh had only minimum contact with either parent since their divorce, but Elspeth had at least known them, could break the news without having first to explain who she was. Then she stayed to answer the phone, feel the calls that came flooding in. Calls from everyone, but the one...